These sunny days in Colorado have been absolutely beautiful, and they reminded me yet again that the best way to enjoy the sun is not by looking directly at it, but instead by looking where the light falls upon those things and people that it falls sometimes so softly and beautifully. And the same thing is true for resurrection. Sometimes it's best to come at it indirectly. So I want to tell you a story. My maternal grandmother was magical to me. She was and is the best storyteller I've ever known. She was hilarious. She dyed her hair red. She smoked like a chimney, as we used to say. And she talked about things in my family that no one else seemed to talk about and with colorful language, colorful language that other people used in rooms in which I was not, but the moment I entered, they stopped talking that way, right? She talked that way in front of me. Her language is colorful as her hair. She also, the best part, she also told me all the time that she loved me all the time. We never parted, never parted in which she didn't say, I love you so much. One night, in the middle of the night, the phone rang, and I picked up the phone, and I heard my dad on the phone in the other side of the house talking to some man whose voice I did not recognize. And he was explaining that my grandmother's house was on fire. And I was terrified, of course, and the phone conversation was pretty quick, and and my dad hung up, and I hung up, and I was so young, and I really didn't know what to do, so I just stayed in my bed, and I heard my dad leave the house. At that moment in my life, I, I knew enough about the Bible to know that it was time to go to the Lord in prayer. So I prayed to God, God, if you will save grandmom, I will do whatever you ask of me for the rest of my life. I promise, I promise. At some point I fell asleep and the next morning I got up and the great news is she was fine. It was the fire department did have to come and that was dramatic, but it was just smoke damage and everything was absolutely fine. I can't say that I kept my promise the rest of my life, but I remember the desperation of that prayer. I don't know what the apostles and close followers of Jesus were thinking and feeling right after the crucifixion. I I don't know what kinds of prayers they said or didn't say. I don't know what kinds of bargains they tried to strike with God. And Scripture does not lift that veil for us to see into their own minds and hearts. But what happens on Easter morning, the resurrection, exceeds anything that they ever could have bargained for. It exceeds anything that they ever could have imagined or predicted. It it just sets all of life in an entirely different light. From the other side 
of dead silence, Jesus speaks Mary's name. From the other side of death, Jesus brings new life and good company. From the other side of injustice, Jesus delivers the divine verdict. From the other side of the human ego and the mind's desperate attempts to predict and to control and to negotiate and to bargain, from the other side of all of that, God arrives. Easter has as much to do with God and divinity as it does with Jesus. And that's what explains why there's this conversation between Mary Magdalene and the risen Jesus whom she calls the teacher. And it's why at this moment, perhaps Jesus' best student, the one who can really understand the meaning of resurrection, not just the facts, the risen Christ explains, do not hold on to me, for I have not yet ascended to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. The resurrection has as much to do as much to do with God as it does to, with Jesus. It also has to do with the whole of human experience, all of life, not just the extraordinary moments like death, the whole of our lives. There's an Episcopal priest named Pamela Cooper White. And she has written about the resurrection, something that I find just so fascinating and comforting and mysterious. She's, she's observed and written that the promise of resurrection is a promise that permeates all the deaths, all the losses we experience, big and small, with the hope that new life can and will emerge from all of these experiences, from all of these places. And the only thing I would add to that is, it not only permeates all the, the deaths and the losses, it also permeates all of the joys, all the beauty, all of the tenderness, all of the loves, all of the people we hold dear, whether in real time or in memory. And I just love the idea that resurrection is a promise. That it's not just what happened 2,000 years ago. It's not just about Jesus and Mary Magdalene. It's a promise that's real and new every morning. And it's a promise that God makes to every single one of us. And this promise, therefore, is made by the one who can keep it. The almighty and most merciful God, our refuge and strength. When the words of the risen Christ, my God and your God, now and forever.